Here we go. Welcome, everybody, to this very special edition of the BS Wrestling Report, brought to you by Jesse Lambert of Archangel Studios. I'm your host, Brian, joined with you by my best bud, Steve, a.k.a. at Darn Buffalo on the Twitter. Steve, how the hell are you? I'm good, but I'm not going to lie, Brian. I'm a bit confused as to why the hell we're here. It's not Tuesday. No, Steve, it's not Tuesday. But our most recent show, we just went over Raw Sucked. So we're going to go over the countdown and uh, talk about some Raw segments and go on from there. That is excellent. I'm glad we're giving a bonus episode this week for the people. For the people. Brian... Speaking of the people, do you know who we got on with us tonight? The Executive Vice President of Podcast Relations. We do have the Executive Vice President of Podcast Relations, the man himself, Andy. Do you want to say something to the people? No, not really. <laughs> nah. Couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> Way to sum it up there. All right, some of the topics we're going to go over, we've got the WWE Countdown from last week, the 10 most memorable Raw moments. We will compare theirs with ours. We've also going to go... <clears throat> what else are we going to go here? Well, we're going to do a little segment called Bold-Ass Predictions. And we're going to have a little fun. What the hell is this next one here? Where we're basically uh, going to go over WrestleMania. I don't know. I got confused there in what I was reading and talking about. You know, I, you know what, Brian? I think I'll pick. I'll, I think I'll, I'll reel you in. We're, we're, the third segment. What we're going to do is we're going to have a little fun where we basically say if this does or does not happen at Mania, we're going to be happy or we're going to be fucking furious over it. That's what we're going to do in the third segment. How's that sound? There we go. Boom. Now, um, as always. We'll probably talk about some other shit we didn't plan on talking about if you can't, you know, gauge that by this intro. <laughs> but, Brian, we really do have some great shit planned. Where do you want to start off with tonight? Well, first off, let's stop being so cheesy. Second, <laughs> let's just... <laughs> we'll stop. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. What are you going to do? All right, we're going to jump right into the uh, the raw moments that we're going to sure. go with there. Sound good? Sure. Sounds good. Let's Segment do it. one, WWE Countdown, top ten most memorable Raw moments. All right. So I guess I guess I'll. I'll, I'll uh, I did this not off. get a chance to watch the uh, the countdown on the WWE Network for their top ten moments of Raw. But you did watch the one about the blunders, which I, I don't understand. But okay. Um, hey, I watched that one too, and I don't I don't understand why I watched it either. I, I honestly feel like I lowered my IQ by watching it, as if it couldn't get any lower than what it is now. Yeah, that's my number one biggest blunder, watching yeah, that, that. that. countdown. But, all right, so I'm going to run down their list real quick, and then we'll throw that motherfucker out the window. We got our own list for you guys. Number 10, they got the Brian Pillman and the gun incident with Steve Austin coming to his house. At uh, number 9, they got where uh, Vince and Eric Bischoff hug it out after Vince hires Eric. Number eight, we got Sean Waltman, the kid, the one, two, three kid, whatever. I don't know what he is today. Upsetting Razor Ramon. The bad guy. Number seven, the bad guy, yes. Number seven, we got uh, Triple H, Mary, and Stephanie McMahon in Vegas. Let's see, number six, that was the uh, Tyson and Austin incident. I remember that. That was pretty fun. Number five, go ahead, Andy. That wasn't Andy. That was Brian. McMahon buys WCW (laughs) simulcast on Nitro. That's a big moment, real, real big moment. Big moment. Um, big, big moment. Number four, it was Hogan and Rock for Mania. 
Nah. At number three, they, they this one kind of confused me why I was up so high. The Nexus invades and destroys Raw. I enjoyed that. It I was, enjoyed it too. It was good, but who's really relevant anymore out of the Nexus? Other yeah. than Heath Slater, who's really Daniel not relevant. Bryan. Thank you. Uh, number Ryback. two. Oh, right. Fucking Ryback. Daniel Bryan. Ryback. There's a few guys. Wade Barrett. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Daniel Bryan got fired right after that because he choked Justin Roberts out with his tie. Yeah, that was pretty good. And then and they then, brought him uh, back at SummerSlam. John Cena went on like some Twitter rampage to get him back. Yeah, yeah, he did. At number two, we got DX declaring war on WCW. That would have been fucking great if they got in yeah, the building. Yeah, WCW is a bunch of assholes. Why did they let him in? <laughs> Everybody would have flipped right? stations and but went, hey, let's watch this. Well, the thing is, is you haven't watched it, but when you do, if you ever do watch the actual countdown, there's parts where there's guys like Jericho and Nash and and some other guys that were in WCW at the time, and they're like, we heard them outside, and we're like peeking through a little hole in the wall and just going, oh, yep, there they are. They got a tank. Holy crap. (laughs) (laughs) And and Nash was trying to let them in. Yeah. Of course he was. about going back to, like, the the big guys that are like, he goes, he's like, yeah, we go into the war room, and we're like, uh... You don't realize DX is outside. Can we let him in? And they're like, "What?" And they like freak out in the war room, and they're just like, "We don't even know what to do." It's of course, they panic. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, so uh, if you get a chance to watch it, it's pretty damn fun. It's pretty good. And last but not least, uh, number one on their list, they have Mick Foley, Mankind, winning the WWF title. Now their list, I think we can all agree, is a crock of shit. Uh, there's so, some good moments on there. Ours is, ours is yeah, it's, it's got some good moments, but you know, I think that uh, once you get into our list, you'll you'll realize that uh, there's some better moments that got left out. Yes, there is, and I hope the people understand that we worked for hours on this thing, <laughs> for very our, very hard. To our come dozens yeah. and dozens and dozens. <laughs> I mean, the people listening, you have to understand that between the three of us collectively, we've probably seen every episode of Raw. At least once, if not two or more times. So compiling this list literally was very, very hard. I know it was. It was that for makes me. us sound kind of sad. No, we're not sad. We're enthusiasts. <laughs> <laughs> we're three jackasses sitting in our basements talking about wrestling. Grown yeah, men well, wrestling in underwear, and we fast forward through the divas matches. Yeah, you're making it sound so fancy. <laughs> well, that, that, you know what? The people want. Guys in basements talking about dudes in underwear that are sweating and fast-forwarding <laughs> through chip batches. And you know what? That's what the people are going to get. Well, All right. So let's, let's, so let's go over our so list here. Let's, let's kick it off. What was our uh, number 10 on the list? Let's Austin in the beer truck. Oh. Yes. Now, so, I'm impartial more to the Austin in the Zamboni because I believe we were there. Yeah, there. well, Andrew. yeah, we were there. That was pretty awesome, and I think it's awesome because he literally just drives a Zamboni right into the ring, and you actually see the ring shift. Like yeah, about a half a foot, yeah. <laughs> and then some and guy throws a Steve funny. Austin punching bag into the ring. Like, that is <laughs> high-quality material right there. But yeah, the beer truck was good because he sprayed, sprayed everything. Moments, talking about moments with Steve Austin where he's driving something, and... The thing that sticks out into your head the most, to me, it's the beer truck. The beer truck, hands down, when he soaks the corporation, and Vince does that stupid ass. Where he's like swimming. swimming. Like, what the fuck is he doing? So bad. It's so bad. Dude, I thought thought Hogan was a bad actor, but Vince takes it to another (laughs) level. Yeah, and I guess, like, the first, like, there was, like, 
a certain number of gallons that were like actual beer, and then the rest was like all water. Water, yeah. Oh yeah. Then then, then they ripped off of it with uh, Kurt Angle a few mil- years later. Yeah, with, with the, the milk, milk truck. The milk truck. <laughs> <laughs> that milk. Fucking yeah. Kurt Angle. Uh, see, let's see. At number nine, we uh, um, got Brian Pillman and the gun incident. And I just want to point something out real quick. If you can see this segment when Pillman goes, when Pillman 9mm and he pulls out the gun and cocks it, if you look at the butt of the gun, there's no clip. Just wanted to point that out. Well, it is still acting. It's you, Debbie Downer. I am Debbie Downer, but still, we've never I... seen anything like this since that. When I first... Well, kind of you did. They kind of ripped off of it when Triple H, what, didn't he go to uh, Randy Orton's house there when, in St. Yeah. Louis? And, but that was like... But he didn't have like, a gun. No, but it was also a, clearly a fake house. <laughs> That's true. Probably Vince's. <laughs> but, but that was an interesting... That had me all in. I actually... You know, mind you, I was like... Four, we were like, what? 13, 14 years old when this was going down. Yeah, I, I, bought like it, I bought into that big time where I'm going, Oh my God, you can shoot him. Yeah, and the thing is, like, when I first when I when I started to watch the the actual countdown, I was like, all oh, the Pillman things better be at the top. And then it was at number ten, and I was like, what the hell is going on here? And then we go with our list to put it at nine. So um, I'll, I'll I'll say this: I'm just a damn idiot. The countdown they display on the network, the the narrator, whatever the broad's name is, always says this list has been voted on by the fans, the WWE universe. Yes, not once. I don't buy it. Have I ever been asked to vote? <laughs> I've never seen anything on their website. Not that I go there all the time. But, you know, I frequent WrestleZone. They might put stuff about it. They never fucking do. I think it's just as rigged as these live votes during Raw for what kind of match or who's going to be in it. I think it's just because you're not savvy enough with the WWE app other than knowing how to install it. Thank you, Michael Cole. Michael Cole. I swear to God, they're going to take like 30 minutes out with one episode just to like do a live demo of the app. <laughs> that's that's we, the only reason why they made Raw three hours. We, we've, we've installed apps. I, I get it. It's uh, click um, download. Yeah. Num- number eight is, um, to me, one of the funniest moments I've seen on Raw ever. Yeah, and this, this one really shocks me that it it did not make the actual it was so list. fucking awesome. Yeah, so why don't you go ahead and reveal it? This is when Austin <laughs> nails Vince in the head with that bedpan. That, that, was, a, that was a classic moment. Yeah, it's got it's it's got a, a a certain sound to it that's unique just to that that particular Dumb. instance. And that whole that whole bit was pretty good with uh, man. Mick Foley. The, yeah, with Mick Foley and the yeah. that stupid clown that comes in and. <laughs> He's like, it's your friend, Mr. Socko. <laughs> and Socko was born. Yep. Oh, Socko. Uh, yeah, so that that one surprised me that it didn't even make the WWE countdown. Hey, I'll, I'll say this. If, if, Perfect. If, if this is voted on by the WWE universe, if, if it really is like their list, um, I'm just going to shoot from the hip here. I'm going to assume that these people voting have no idea who Steve Austin is. They're all... <laughs> fucking 13 and under going, you can't see me. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to assume, if it, like I said, if it is fan voted, it is all done by these little kids who are uh, still trying to find um, Sable's Playboy photos online. They, well, if it's all little, they probably don't even know who Sable is. Valid point. Oh, all right. Uh, all right, then some other naked chick. 
<laughs> All right, there you go. Way to get nice yeah, comeback I, I there. Think she he's he's real sharp tonight. Some <laughs> other naked lady. All right, <laughs> King Wit over uh, here. All right. Anyway, that, that, that takes us in at over seven. Number seven is uh, also one that was on the WWE list, but we moved it down uh, a couple spots. They had it at five. We got it at seven. That is uh, when McMahon buys WCW, makes the announcement, and they they do the simulcast on Raw and Nitro. I was I was excited. I was disappointed. I was because WCW had just the wheels had fallen the hell off that show. It's funny that you bring that up because for whatever reason last night I decided I was in the WWE uh, network thing and I'm like bouncing around and I decided to watch the last pay per view. Oh God! I was so tempted to do that too. It's so bad. It looks like it's held in like a double wide gymnasium and it's like I, I couldn't tell you the names of the two people that were in the opening match was it and then no it wasn't interestingly enough but uh like it was I was sitting there like just dumbfounded at what I was watching and then thinking a week later is when they go on air and announce that WWE had bought WCW and, and everybody was, was just, surprised they had gone off the deep end for sure it was just so so bad well, like, there was but, some of the stuff when WCW was falling off. They they were doing one of their Panama Beach things. Yeah. Remember the guy, The Wall, that they brought in the WCW for, like, an eighth of a second? They were like, the, the new big giant guy? It's I'm going to be honest. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't really remember it either until I watched, rewatched it on YouTube. But there's this terrible... You have to pull it up. There's this thing where Hogan, the the Wall, was after Hogan. And Hogan's in the ring on the beach. And he goes... Look, look up there! And he's pointing at this hotel, like, about a quarter mile away. And somehow Hogan can see this man standing on this... And he's, like, scared of him. It, oh, it makes no sense. I don't understand what was going on. It makes about as much sense as when he was thrown into the, the the dungeon of doom or whatever and he like wakes up and he's like what is this <laughs> oh the worst and then he touches the water <laughs> <Isn't it> Monday <laughs> Nitro and then he touches the water and he goes it's not even hot it's like what does that mean <laughs> oh, why does he care man. if the water is right. hot oh god it's not as bad as that I'm gonna I'm gonna reel us back in here no hang on I wanna make a comment <laughs> about the, the WCW simulcast thing just because Steve and I you Steve you and I talked about it when I filled in for Brian a couple weeks ago and I just thought it was an interesting way that WWE just, like, they could have just said, we bought WCW, and that's it. Like, it could have just been some press release, and they didn't do anything with it. But it was kind of very WWE to have Shane go down there, to be on Nitro, them do a simulcast and everything. So I thought it was kind of cool. No, I liked that. But, I, also had, yeah. I also had big hopes for after it was purchased yeah. that they were going to continue do something with it, and they did. Yeah. Never, they never really <laughs> did. Well, I was I mean, honestly got, almost hoping that they would run it as its own separate entity, entity again, and almost let Shane run it. I was hoping there was some truth yeah. behind the comment. Yeah, that I was be, hoping that, that they, cool. if, if even for a little while. I mean, obviously they had like the different brand splits and everything like that. Well, but. yeah, and then you had then you know they had to continue paying these guys contracts like Hall and Nash, but right? Then, but they had. Uh, DDP, who wanted to be on TV so bad that if you wanted to go on WWE TV, you had to sign a contract with them. You had to re-sign mm-hmm. their contract, and they would buy out your current contract at like yeah. half of it, like nickel, dollar, dime on the dollar. So right. Nash and Hall were going, nah, 
We'll sit at home and collect 100% of it and do nothing. Exactly. Goldberg did the same thing. And DDP's going, and Hall and Nash are trying to tell DDP. Until he decided to sign on. Yeah, and Hall and Nash are telling DDP, don't do it. Don't do it. But he wanted to be on TV so bad, so he re-signed and took it. But, you know, he's all right. Yeah. uh, Scott Steiner held out. Thank God for that. I know. Now, um, number six. Number six. Number six, I'm going to assume, is Brian's favorite Raw moment ever. The debut of Y2J. That is high up there on my list. I remember the three of us were at my house when I lived in Waterford, and Jericho came out, and Brian started kicking his legs. One of his shoes flew off and hit the ceiling. (laughs) But does anybody remember what WCW battled back with on the debut of Y2J? I'm going to guess... I'm gonna I, I do not. I'm going to say uh, they the debut of the greatest... David Arquette? No. The greatest <laughs> wrestler in the history of wrestling. David Arquette. Das Wonderkid, Alex Wright. <laughs> it was actually the return of the red and yellow Hulk Hogan. Oh, fuck that. Was it really? Yeah, they, they had a young Nick Hogan. He was probably about 10, maybe, if I remember correctly. He goes, here, Dad, put these on. <laughs> And Hulk like <laughs> stared at him, and it was it was, this, it was terrible. This is obviously before he was crashing Supras and killing people while driving. Yeah, Aww. Nick, Nick Hogan. Aww. Too soon. Too soon. It's six years. It's six oh. years. Oh, then it's funny then. <laughs> but this this moment uh, with Y two J um, made a phrase of the Rock's kind of an urban legend with <laughs> three of us because this is the when the Rock says, "Well, it's the big slow." And to this day, and, well, there was also the you were down south fighting some guy named Hooventude. Hooventude? <laughs> what the hell's a Hooventude? Then I think uh, it was Lawler goes Hooventude. What's a Hooventude? <laughs> Overall, the whole segment was absolutely wonderful because they had the whole countdown. Welcome to the millennium. And you I mean some people knew who it was, but some people, you know, I, I mean, I wasn't really. 100% positive who it was. So I'm kind of glad I had that surprise value, almost like a surprise entrant at the Royal Rumble, or maybe a surprise running at a WrestleMania. Yeah, they, really, they really built it up pretty good. It was, it was phenomenal. And, and it, you know, Jericho never got his to really uh, show his talents really in WCW. They kind of just, oh, you know what, you're not in NWO, let's fucking bury yep. you. Buried so, him. So in WWE, they brought him in, immediately feuded with The Rock, then went on to do the IC title, then eventually became the second undisputed uh, WWE champion ever. Yeah, I mean, he had his ups and downs in there trying to relearn the business, basically. I mean, for a while, they had him feuding with Stephanie McMahon, I believe. That's when he called her a hose beast, and I think The Rock (laughs) said, "Uh, what's two plus two, Thomas Jefferson sucker? But Jericho became, to me, he's the absolute best talker of our era. Oh well, yeah. Uh, mm, he's 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 high on the list. Huh? He's high I mean, on the list for me. I think the I think the Rock's better well, than him. Oh, I mean, the Rock's in a category of his own. The Rock's okay. Like, well, <laughs> then he's got to be better than Jericho. Then he got his own it category. Own. Exactly. <laughs> he's got his own category. He's got to be better. Um, I, I mean, I I and I was talking to you about this, Steve, when we were putting this list together, and you know, obviously it, it made the list. But one of my frustrations with this whole, you know, Y two J debut thing was that, you know, it very quickly seemed like it ca- became all about the Rock on the because those two were just going back and forth on the mic, and it seemed like it became very quickly like the Rock because like 
first thing out of his mouth was, you don't even introduce me who you are. Yeah, jabroni. It doesn't matter what your name is, you know, so. I do have some breaking news real quick. Oh, do you now? I do. So we always seem to have breaking news. Oh, you know, this is good. This is good stuff. Um, that wrestler Brian was talking about the wall. Yeah. <laughs> he actually died on December sixth, two thousand three, in Japan. How is that good news? How is that breaking? I didn't say it was. This is ten years ago. Okay. okay. How is that breaking news? Uh, it's new to us. Oh. Okay. <laughs> and our listeners, and probably his parents. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Andy, you're right. Um, the Rock went into his normal stick, but his normal BS. But still, mm, overall, the promo the two cut was. Absolutely wonderful, and I, I still, I remember what you know. I, I, I can watch it now, and I still get goosebumps from it because I just remember being in that moment, how we were being idiots in our, in our, in my living room, at how, how excited we were to see Jericho finally make it to the big league, and hopefully well, get a, a good is, push. Yeah, and the other thing is, like, there's as you know, as a person sitting at home watching it, the crowd reaction is always just something to behold. Sometimes, you know, and when he. When he came out and the music hit and everything, like that was a quite quite a loud eruption. So that, was, really, that was pretty cool. Not to sound cheesy, but it was like an, um, real organic the way it was played yeah. out. I thought it was awesome. Sure. Welcome to Raw is Jericho. Yeah. And, he had, and he had his shiny um, shiny uh, aluminum foil shirt on. Yeah, he had his <laughs> yeah, like, pebbles. He still had his like his still had his, hairdo. like. Uh, like Four-year-old like ponytail on the top of his head thing going on. Yeah, little so water fountain. Um, yeah, a little water fountain. Andy, what do we have uh, next? What did the what do we have next on the people's list? Looks like we're All coming right, in so at a tie. We did have a tie, and Steve and I were. I had one. Steve had the other, and it forced me to sit down and watch both of them real quick because I was like, "All right, I really don't remember the other one," so I watched it. Forced and us to watch it. Yes, so the, the the two that we have tied at, I guess, 4A and 4B, if you want to call it, is HBK's retirement speech and Edge's retirement speech. Steve had HBK, I had Edge. I was more in so emotionally with Edge's. I felt more tied, tied here, to Edge. I was, I was on the Edge side, like I said, and here's the reason why I, ha- I said it is because HBK... His match was at the night before or whatever it was, and it was a you know career-ending match. Whoever loses, career's over. Him and the Undertaker. And then Edge's match the night before was at WrestleMania, and he was main eventing. He was world heavyweight champion. He won, and then he had to come out the next night on Raw and basically say, "I'm out." Yeah, that and was- it was totally unexpected. With HBK, the writing had been on the wall for so long. That, and it just finally they they wrote it that way, and that's how it happened. That I was so much involved with Edges because he was he he hadn't reached it yet. He hadn't been yep. to the he is he's on his way. He he had been to the top of the mountain to pull out a quote there from old Ric Flair. But he had been he had done these things. He had won some titles. He had some runs. He had made some great times in wrestling. But he he hadn't seen his the best of his best days yet. And so to see him have to put it down because he was his neck was broken, um, that was, yeah. it was that was heartbreaking. But thing. watching HBK, you're going. I mean, if you wanted to, you could still wrestle. Right, and the thing with with Edge was that at first when I was watching it, I was like, "Is this a work?" Like you were waiting for like you know, obviously it 
the, the thing I can compare it to is something that happened way after was like the Mark Henry retirement thing. Yeah. It is you know, and then yellow it was just jacket. didn't work. And I was waiting for like the hook, like when are you gonna when are you gonna get me here? And it didn't happen. And then HBK was like back, you know, on the show as GM, or he'd just come back and make these cameo appearances. And Edge has been back like what, like once he called and, Christian yeah, a pansy handful of times. Yeah, I think he's just trying right. to walk away clean from it. Edge, for, Edge. Like, yeah. All right, um, Sean's been back. Uh, a total of about seven times, and the reason why I said sh- I wanted to put Sean so what is he, high, like the Rain Man of wrestling? Like Sean's been back definitely seven times, definitely seven <laughs> times. I, I looked it up while you guys were talking. Oh, um, the reason why I say put Sean so high is because without a doubt, Sean is the absolute best ever. Yeah, but the and, thing that and puts I was Edge watching in front the of best it. ever walk away. Yeah, but he didn't have to. He didn't have to, no, but he chose to... you telling me uh, that he couldn't have got a position working as a Triple H and popping out for once, you know, every quarter, throwing a match in there and helping some buy yeah. ratings, and he could have been I mean, on no, TV he talking? He could have went, went the Undertaker route and wrestled, you know, twice a year at most. Yeah. Um, he could, he do could have, but I, I understand why he didn't, but to also me. I really... I like I like the Edge moment, but like I told you earlier, Andy, I like the one on SmackDown a little bit better. Yeah, I didn't go back and watch the one on SmackDown because we're talking raw moments. But I I I, I was you didn't let me finish. You abuse of power, executive <laughs> vice president of podcast relations. Oh, you're gonna talk like you didn't talk to me like that on the air? Unbelievable. I, uh, insubordinate I am. Um, but I mean the Edge thing. I was I was with you as well, Andrew. And I didn't know if it was a work or if it was legit or not. But after but realizing I, it wasn't a work to me, it, it pulled my actual emo- my human emotions. Emotions, into it. Not yes, wrestling, yes. Not wrestling emotions. Right. Where it's with, like, with, with, with Sean's thing, like, you knew that it was, you pretty much knew that that was it. Like, you were emotionally, like, invested, like, from the beginning. But with the Edge thing, there was this moment of, is this really happening? And then once you connect all the dots and you're like holy crap it is you know then it's just like wow it, it, it hits it hits home and you realize that he is a human being and he right. you know, yeah they, 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 these guys do do these guys do suffer setbacks and you know yeah it was cut short and not he, like brian said he didn't get to, to you know live that dream go fully to the top even though he multiple championships you know one of the best heels i think i've ever seen Right, and um, I mean, there, who, who's in? Obviously, we don't know this, but there's probably some element with Shawn Michaels thing where he basically said, "This is how I want to go out," and yeah. he had some play in like who he was going to wrestle, when it was going to happen, how it was going to happen. But with Edge, he by didn't the time have a choice. He, by the, yeah, by the time he probably fig- by the time he got all the you know uh, results back from whatever tests he was asked to take. He's fully engulfed in a storyline, and they can't change it. And the damage and, is done, yeah. And he's just like, all right, I have to go out like this, and that was it. To me, I, 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 to me, to me I can just keep it's, seeing... It's apples and oranges in some degree. Yeah. To me, I keep seeing that Shawn Michaels could just could come back. Like, he could pull, right. a, Rick, he could pull a Ric Flair and be like, eh, screw it, I'm going to go wrestle again. You know? I will, I, I will say this about Vince. Um... A tip of the hat for giving Edge that 20, 25 minutes at the beginning of Raw. I well, thought yeah. that was pretty you gotta give fucking him. awesome. You made him a lot of money. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, when, I mean, when you look at both of them and you, come, and you just look at what WWE allowed them to just go out and do 
I mean, WWE doesn't doesn't mess around when when it comes to that stuff, which is really cool. Yeah. 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 No, they're pretty legit. So uh, that brings us on to number three. <laughs> My absolute, one of my absolute favorites. And Jerry one, Lawler. This one, this one pushes towards the top for me. This could almost be at number one. Jerry, Jerry Lawler. Jerry Lawler says a line. He yeah, goes, you go, hang on, no, you got to tell him what it is first, and then you can He's like, oh, they the say line. a funny line about what? What was <laughs> Jerry Lawler, they, they. He's going to go with the, it still. He doesn't get it. D-Generation X comes out par- doing a parody of the Nation of Domination, and they have some little Canadian comedian dressed up as Owen Hart, and Jerry Lawler goes, oh, my God, look at this guy. Is that his nose? Should they park a bus on his face? Because this bus <laughs> is so, so long. Um, you guys take it over. You <laughs> this was... So the, D- the DX parody for me, like, it's... Like, top of mind. You hear that? The brother smacks himself down! <laughs> <laughs> it's just... It was so damn funny. Like, every element of it was just over-the-top, hilarious. There's just a million one-liners from that segment. Andy, I got oh. one question for you. What's that? I know you're the world's strongest man. <laughs> the Croc's got a hell, of, a hell of a body himself. But what the people want to, want to know is, how do you get your pecs to wrap around your back like that? <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, the whole parody of them is just so well done. Like, Billy Gunn as... Below. As, as, no, oh, no, the, that was Road Dog. Road Dog was Below, and Billy Gunn was the Godfather. And he's just... Pimps cracking up, up. hose down, down. Westside. <laughs> this is so good. And he even says, he even says when they they're talking to him about it, he's like, "It's a damn good thing that I had a cigar in my hand so that I could put it in my mouth and put my hand over my mouth because I couldn't contain myself." And how those guys made it through that without just oh. just breaking character is un. Believable to me because it's just so good. And the dude who plays Owen Hart, holy crap! I am not a nugget. Believe <laughs> I am not a nugget. <laughs> it's just so good. And the, I, I was telling this to you a couple weeks ago. I think it was Steve. And when you go back and watch that, do you think that they could seriously get away with X Pac coming out there with the black face on? Oh, X- no, no, like, no, no way. No. No. no way. No. Nope. Like he was full on blackface, <laughs> and I was just like I I didn't I was he watching had a Jerry it. curl. I, I watched it the other day and I was like, how did they get away with that? Oh, to, to me, the is. best the best Absolute. part of it was the best part of it uh, was that we, even with the budget that WWE had WWF at the time that they had that they could do the makeup and the costumes were completely miserable. Oh so man, like, Dude, the, the European title with uh, electrical tape on it that said "I see," and, <laughs> and Hunter Hunter putting almost like uh, spray, you know, three cans of spray tan on him, then taking a magic oh. marker and drawing the eyebrow. And the fact that they put a catcher's a catcher's uh, chest protector on, and that was Delo's, <laughs> and it said Mizark on the X Pac. Yeah, like it was like the worst makeup. It was like homemade. Like they didn't tell anybody they were gonna do it. They just did it. I know it was, it was priceless, oh. but and and the simple fact that that didn't even make it on the other list shows you that they're trying to bury a little bit of the past. 
I maybe, or there's just a sheer lack of intelligence on well, that could be too. That thing was hilarious. To this day, it is. If if, if it came out, if if you sent me a link to it, I'd watch it right now. And I'd laugh just as hard as the day that I watched it. I would (laughs) too. It kind of shocks me that we actually have two things higher than this, you know, because we could go on. I. We can go on for hours. Yes, and one of the things that we have, which is actually the next one on this list, wasn't on the other list either. No. And this one is one of the best segments of Raw in, I don't know, how long. I I remember. Since the DX parody. (laughs) The the one that comes in at number two is a CM Punk pipe bomb. I remember. Go ahead, Brian. I was going to say, this one I absolutely, even knowing... What I know about the the business, and which isn't much, just being a fan, I've you know never stepped foot in a ring in my life. But you've been near one. I've been near one. Um, yeah. Just knowing that, you know, it, it is scripted. It is a story. It is what it is. But it felt so real. It yep. felt. I completely marked out for it. I'm going. Oh, no, it was fantastic. Like, what I, I loved about it is when 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 Punk was going off, he was saying. When Vince stepped out, steps down, this, the wheel's going to keep on rolling. And the sad thing that's going to happen is his doofus daughter and his idiot son-in-law are going to take over this business, and that's sad. I just like that, you know, he kind of, you know, started almost like he could have had a real friction going with um, Hunter and, and Steph that could have led to something on screen. Here we are two years later, and it would have been. Just throwing that out there. Just yeah. throwing that out there. I but just I'm, like- with you, with, I'm with you, Ryan, on this one. This one... There was just, even though you, you know, what you know about behind the scenes stuff, when you listen to it, there's just the things he's saying and everything. There's just this overwhelming sense of realism. Yeah. And like, and it's, it, it reels you in. Like, I, I could watch that promo over and over and over and just be like, that was awesome. When he was, and it was unexpected. Yeah. And when he waved at Colt Cabana, he's like, hi, Colt. Breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, I like the fact when you watch his DVD when he goes over that and he's like, "I did things in there that I knew certain somebody hated." Um, I mm-hmm. believe he's talking about Vince in that one, but just saying things like how he looked at the camera, how he talked about himself in third person, how he talked about other people that aren't in the you know talked about R- Ring of Honor. He said another um, Pro, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, New Japan yeah. Pro Wrestling. And he said these things. He said Colt Cabana. He said Luke Gallows. Like. All these guys that he he's friends with that he's helped out and whatever that you know he's still giving them their their just do their little props. I thought that was that was awesome. I don't know the whole thing was like you said I could watch it over and over again. Yeah, this, and that's and that's why it stuns me that it didn't even make it into the top ten on the well, other side. This, of the this, this this little um, segment pipe bomb by CM Punk led you know led into another great segment with CM Punk where he had his contract negotiations with Vince, and that started the trend of trying to bring back the WWE ice cream bar. That was a, that was a quality. I would have enjoyed that. I, yeah. I, I actually have a T-shirt with a CM Punk WWE ice cream bar on it. Nice. I, I had to break that out every now and then. So I guess that's going to bring us to uh, the number one spot on the list. Brian, can, do you know what it is, Brian? I know what it is. You do? Fuck. It is when Mick Foley, Mankind, Cactus Jack, Dude Love, however you'd like to refer to him, Mick or uh, Mrs. Foley's baby boy wins the WWE WWF title at that time 
on Monday Night Raw. Why is that important? Why is that important? Well, yes. well because... I'm going to jump in here. Because Steve and I were co- talking about this earlier. And originally, Steve was like, it wouldn't be on my list at all. And I always talked to him. And this is, I think, the importance part that he's referring to. Yeah. And it's, number one, that there was a major title change on Raw. Yes. Number two, it was on a taped version of Raw. Yes. Yeah. Number three... WCW announces it. Tried to yes. ruin it and lost. And tried to ruin it. And that basically was the tipping point to where everything started to change. That was when because yep, that was when WCW dropped the ball when they yep. gave it back to WWE. Yes. And it caused a bunch of people to switch over. I know I switched. And I did yeah, too. so did I. And I think it also forced... WWE to make the decision to go live with Raw because WCW is doing something that basically hadn't been done and announcing live on their own show. Like, it's one thing to just be like, oh, here are the results and, you know, yada, yada, yada. This is before the whole spoiler alert term was even (laughs) even mainstream. And I think WWE made the decision, okay, well, we can't let that happen. And... It basically shifted everything and ultimately led to the demise of WCW. WCW? WCW. WCW? Are you guys here to see WCW? (laughs) So, interestingly enough, the number ones on both sides of the ledger here are the same. So that wraps up the list. And I think the dozens. Stop yelling. Jesus, Pete. I think the dozens, and dozens, dozens would agree that our list is just way fucking better. Just yeah. way it, better. Way fucking better. Now, I was gonna, I was going to do the too sweet thing, but I can't get my voice high enough. So. Oh, okay. Well, before we move on, I just want to add a couple more things to this whole list thing, which I find very interesting. So I decided to go back and look at the... Because, like, two years ago, less than two years ago... With the whole Raw 1000 thing, WWE did, like, their top 100 moments of Raw. Yeah. <laughs> so I found some f- interesting things. I was just, like, fast-forwarding through it on that. Was one of them the Disco Inferno? I don't know. Probably probably not. Um, <laughs> but only uh, two of the moments that are on the list that was just released on the network or whatever were on the list in the top ten two years ago. I'm going to try to guess. I know you told me earlier, but I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. I'm going to go with the bedpan and um, the pipe bomb. The pipe bomb one was one, um, but I don't remember what the other one was. But anyway, and then other things I found funny was on the list that just came out, number three, number three was Nexus. A year and a half ago, it was number 35. So Making big moves. I guess so. They they have been lighting some voters' pockets. And they had Hogan and Rock at Mania uh, for Mania at number four, and it was thirty-two, like a year and a half ago. Dude, what? What, what the f are people thinking? What the I mean, fuck is above that on that Raw thousand list? I don't get it. I but still want to know where the uh, where it falls where Gorilla Monsoon throws Bobby the Brain Heenan out in the street. Where that <laughs> falls in on the Raw? Because I, I don't know. I I didn't spend the three hours rewatching both of them, but. That was that was good times when I ju- I just found that that stuff interesting because we, when I saw the list originally it didn't make sense to me 
where some of these things were. And don't get me wrong, I think the Nexus thing was awesome. It was. But, but the fact that it was 35 and now it's 3, just something doesn't add up. The thing I, to I, me have, that a, makes I have a question Nexus, real quick. The thing to me that makes the, the Nexus thing not awesome to me, the Nexus thing, is that they didn't follow it up with anything. I nope. agree. Yeah, they did. When you look at it, there's Daniel Bryan, and who basically got kicked out of Nexus. Yeah, because he, he and then, got fired. And then there's Ryber. Wade, there's Wade Barrett, who <sighs> Poor guy. got a little bit of some. I don't even want to call it a push, but like he got like a nudge, I guess. He got some notoriety. And now he's in whatever they're. Whatever gimmick he's in now, I don't even know. Poor Couldn't guy. tell you the last time the guy wrestled. And then you know, there's a bunch, a handful of other guys. Ryberg and um, Justin uh, Gabriel. Um, what was Keith that? Slater. What was the black there's, guy that uh, just Titus drinks Young coffee? Or Titus O'Neil or Darren or whatever. The one, the, the gay dude from the tag team. No, not them. The one that just drinks coffee is a lawyer. Went to Harvard. Oh fuck you. David Otunga. David Otunga. Ah, hey, this coffee mug can go fuck himself. I always like how it yeah. matches his sweater vest, though. <laughs> you like yeah. sweater vests? Yeah. No, he said he likes how his mug matches the sweater vest. That's just, that's just, he's got a good, um... Like Pete Gas. Oh, oh, ooh! Dude, you know you're having a good day when you got a Mean Street Posse reference. Wow. <laughs> Pete Gas. Who are the other ones? Rodney. And Shane. Shane, yeah, just the three of them. Yeah. Um, I have one question before I move on. Did we ever determine if Janetti was really trying to escape through the window? <laughs> Look at him, man. Janetti's trying to what? escape through the window. I mean, what, I mean, from my from the vantage point, I saw it looked like Sean may have pu- may have like tripped and pushed him. Yeah. But I don't I just, think so. All right. Maybe so. The, maybe the window was just too clean that he thought it was just. Open air. Yeah. <laughs> or he wanted to pick up pieces of that window. Oh, there's yeah. some. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, let's move along. So the next segment we're going to have here is actually an idea that I came up with. I actually stole it from a local radio show, so whatever. Um, but we're going to put a twist on it called Bold Ass Predictions. So it's going to be Bold Ass Predictions for WrestleMania and Raw after WrestleMania. I know you guys on the show earlier this week, did your um, WrestleMania. WrestleMania predictions. That is correct. These can just be off-ball, like, out of left field. Like, this is probably not going to happen, but there's a potential that it could. So I'm going to make it my bold-ass prediction for this match. So I got a, I got a couple here. I'm not going to – I'm probably not going to go through all of them, but uh, – Steve, do you, want, do, you have, yes. do you have anything you want to uh, right. start with? Right, what so is today's date? The 4th? Yes, today's the 4th. All right. Uh, last time and we so that would make Monday, what, the 7th? Yep. Between, yep. Now, yep. between now and midnight on April 7th, you will see Sting on WWE TV. That's your bold-ass prediction. <laughs> um. That is one of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I couldn't care less if Sting shows up. Yeah, I didn't say I cared. I didn't say that you said that. I'm just saying, me personally, I'm I couldn't care less because if it was like I don't know six or seven years ago and he showed up, yeah, I'm interested. Let's see, let's see, let's see how what they do with this. Otherwise, I don't care. I 
you made it clear that you didn't want to be with WWE forever, so why all of a sudden do you want to do it? Yeah, why so, now? To me, I, I don't I don't care. Like when Sting was, before he was uh, dressed up like the Crow Sting, I was like, oh man, I want to see him in WWE because WWE was way better than WCW at the time. And that didn't obviously happen. And then when he went to the Crow version, I was like, eh, it'd be cool to see him over there. And now I'm just over it. I don't care. Yeah, whatever. But Brian, do you have a prediction? I can see it happening. Do I have a prediction about what? Re- WrestleMania? Yeah, sure. Or yeah. that or a horse race or whatever you got. Do you have a bold ass prediction? Uh, uh, would, you like me, would you like me to go? Yeah, I want you to go. I'm kind of thinking here. Alright, cool. So, um, <laughs> I'm going to start with one that's uh, not. <laughs> well,. I was going to, this was on my list, I'm actually going to throw two on the table. One actually uh, relates to what Steve just said, and it was that Sting versus The Undertaker for WrestleMania 31 is going to be announced at the Raw after Mania. Yes. And it's going to be dumb. Yes. <laughs> that, that's yeah. literally what I wrote down, and it will be dumb. I'm kinda, so, I'm Sadly, <laughs> I'm with you that I agree with you on that, because I think yeah. if they told, son of a bitch, like I said on Tuesday when we were, or Wednesday when we were talking, that... I think that they could sell me a match of Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair at this point. Like, But if you sold it to me correctly, I would be yeah. invested in it. If you made a story out of it, I hate, yeah. like, this is this is how I feel about why I like wrestling and why I never transitioned into, let's say, UFC and really being all in with UFC. Uh, the story, the story, the build-up, the bad guy, the good guy. The yep. you know what I'm saying the coming in the da 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 following this whole thing, I don't like just matches. Yep, I could give a shit less, and <clears throat> like, so if there's no reason for these guys to, to to fight now, if Sting was to make his appearance at WrestleMania, interfere with the match somehow, would it be cool? Yeah. Could they, you know what I'm saying? Cool. The lights go down. Maybe you know I doubt he'll drop from the ceiling anymore. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah. He comes in, he does his thing, he pisses off the Undertaker at his celebration or something. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. They build Somehow it up. Somehow the Undertaker, he, maybe he interferes and it actually in favor of the Undertaker and the Taker's like, what the hell, you know, I can now we're not going to know own. if he could yeah. have ended the streak and Sting's going to be like, that's because I want to end it, blah, blah, blah. And then they set up a match like they did with Rock and Cena for like a year later and I'm just like, and- well, this is dumb. Yeah, the Rock and Cena thing, like, they never, to me, they didn't sell it because there was no... The first time, the first time, the second time, they did good to me. Yeah, the first time, it was like, we announce it, and then nine months goes by, and then The Rock shows back up, and then they start building the story. With these two, if that was the way that they do it... Then... The Undertaker's only only on Raw, like, three times leading up to WrestleMania, so... What, are you going to start building this on the story, like, in 11 months from now? Like, no, I don't... That's why I think it's going to be dumb. Eddie, Eddie Michaels Jr., at Eddie Michaels Jr., Matt Beaver of WrestleZone, who will be our guest Tuesday, said it best. Why would I care about a match with The Undertaker when the outcome is already predetermined for me? Sure. Well, yeah, but they're and, all predetermined for you. I can look at half the matches and go, I don't think our truth is going to beat Wade, ba- or, uh, Wade Barrett. 
Wait a minute! You're telling me you bet against our truth in that match? You know what I'm saying? Like you can, you can bet all those. You can understand yeah. that from any match that you know he's not gonna. What'd you do? Pick Rocky to beat Mr. T too? <laughs> and go out on a limb? You know, but, you, you, you no, can look I, at any of them and predict I, what's gonna and happen. Brian, you brought this up on the show earlier in the week, and you and I had in you actually referenced the conversation that you and I had, and that is like we both agree that if the streak is gonna end. It should be to someone who is then going to basically run with it. Go on, a, go on a streak of their own. There's whether only one guy. Whether they've already lost already, that's fine. But like basically, oh, I beat the Undertaker, and, and now on, ever since lost. that happened, I'm unbeatable at WrestleMania. You can't give it to a guy like Lesnar. You can't give it to a guy like Sting because they're, they're not, not going to be around for the long haul. They're not young enough. They don't have the exactly. The exactly. Guy, the guy who will do it is Cena. Nah, yeah, see, no. Whatever. I, t- to me, it can't be him either because... He's too old, too. Like, he's Exactly. He's too old. It, it's almost like a, a, a passing of the torch type of thing. I agree. But not like it was last year with Rock and Cena. It's it's totally different. It's uh, You guys are so both it's, right. It's got to be something different. Maybe it's Roman Reigns. Maybe it's Bray ooh, Wyatt. Maybe ooh, it's, ooh, maybe it's like something that. like that. Or but Zack Ryder. Come on. Now you're just being stupid. Now you're just being. Now you're just. <laughs> yeah. Hello. So he's to, young. So, he's so, young. so to me, it's got to be a younger guy who has the potential to be this like main eventer for you know a a a, a potential yeah. long period of time. Or Wyatt, yeah. Cena's not it. Yeah. Cena's almost... not it. Lesnar's not it. And that means that you're pushing it to at least WrestleMania 32. Yeah, I almost think year, that it should be. gonna win. Blah blah blah. Go to the bathroom or make a sandwich or something. I almost think that it should be Wyatt Bray Bray Wyatt. I, I, yeah. I, I think you're right. I and think I think it right should be that Wyatt. because, to me, because Taker's had it so long now, twenty something yeah. years, he's been doing this jazz. That it almost needs to be some kind of somebody that's kind of ominous and creepy. You know, similar what I'm to him. Yeah, and, and, and to be honest, that would be the perfect angle. Like, it'd be the perfect storyline. Because imagine if they gave it to, like, Dolph Ziggler, who I love, right? Oh, that'd be cool. But, you know, Dolph's like... But there's no story there. There's well, nothing no, you can do with that. Yeah, and there's, you know, they could... It's, you know, Dolph's all bright colors and dancing around, wiggling his butt and wearing his belt, right. belt backwards. It doesn't make any sense for him to fight Undertaker, but, you know, the Wyatt could get involved with, like, oh, you think you're evil. And, you know, they could get in this whole dark, evil world yes. kind of battle and bring it out right. from each other. So I think there's something with that that could be done, but they and here's they'll the other thing. Like, fuck it all up. Sting, if, with Sting, like, who's going to be the face and who's going to be the heel of that storyline between Sting and The Undertaker? The fans won't have enough time to to understand Sting. No, no, they won't. And no. because, because, I, I mean, I, who knows how much time Sting's going to be on air or whatever, but in the amount of time that he is, he's not going to be with The Undertaker until, like, next year. So, again, like, what's it going to be? Is Sting just going to be the he- be the the uh, incumbent heel because he's trying to end the streak and everybody loves the streak? You, so but, I, I tell you what, if, if, if that match happens, people will mark out like a motherfucker on those two counts where Sting almost pins Taker. I fucking guarantee it. People are going to do it Sunday night when Lesnar almost beats it because they want to see it done. But it's not going to happen. But some sort of human emotion takes takes over the people, and they get into it. Because right now, Lesnar is the underdog. Sting the only time the that I've gotten into an Undertaker match where I thought the streak may end, Sean, 
Nope. Uh, I was going to say Punk. CM Punk, and then Triple H in the cage. Yes. Well, and even the year before that. Both yeah. those Triple H matches, I thought they could hand it to Triple H, and I wouldn't have been angry about it. Yeah, I, also I, thought I would have been fine with that. But if you, in retrospect, obviously, because we know what's transpired with Triple H, he's basically, you know, he hasn't retired from wrestling, but he's... Yeah. Semi. You know, he's, yeah, he's semi-retired. And he's heading down the Undertaker's work schedule. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But he's he's on... I mean, he's behind... He's not only behind yeah. the scenes, but he's he's doing in-ring stuff and like that. He's not, maybe not wrestling, but he's, he's in storylines more than, than Taker is. But, it, you know, looking back... It's a good thing that it didn't just because Triple H is in that same, like, John Cena window. Like, John Cena's not quite to the same, uh, uh, I guess, point in that window as Triple H would have been. But he's an old, Triple H was an older guy, you know, he wasn't, uh, you know, wet behind the ears or anything like that anymore. So, like, giving it to him and letting him run with it, if that's, you know, the path that they decided to take with it, which I think is a good one. Um, it, it doesn't make sense. I think Punk so, could have handled it, too. I, I think very, he could have. I was yes, very yes. invested in Punk's match last year, watching it over at your house it there, Andrew. It was real good. Yeah, it was good. We were jumping up with now going, he needs it, give it to him. Like I know, it. and and you and I were talking about it, how it was like a, uh, 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 it was almost like a rock scene thing, was this, this passing of the torch. Yes. It was a different version. Yes. It was ushering in the next wave, guys that are going to be doing this in five, ten years from now, and wrapping up their career. Okay, okay, let me let me ask you this. Let's say that that Punk did beat Taker. Knowing what we know today, would you still be okay with it? Yeah. When I say knowing what you know, how Punk said, oh, "Fuck you, I'm out." No. Well, I think that if he had, if they had done that, then the story, the tune would have changed. Like Punk would have been put into that main event. Yeah, I thing think that you know he clamors for because you know That's right. y- you got to think that the Undertaker is going to be like I'm I- I'll lose the streak to this guy because I think he is the he's, the, he's the guy he's the next one he's the he's the guy that can carry this yeah sure, hopefully that sure. would have put him in some kind of spotlight or something that he needed that you know that he yeah. felt he was being appreciated right. okay. So yeah, anyway, well, that's a good question, but yeah. that we, you know, that that took us down a path that I didn't expect when I no, 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 the whole, the whole no. Sting Taker thing, which is cool. But what I was gonna say, um, I'm actually gonna shift gears because we've been talking about punk. It's gonna go with kind of a, uh, you know, a not maybe not so. Well, are you gonna talk about the like, arm? Are you gonna talk about the arm bar? <laughs> uh, no, but I do have some of those on my list. But here's what I'm gonna do. So. Here's <laughs> this is like my most probably my, my most far fetched bold ass. What that that the show is going to be an A plus? Uh, no, if I was going to write this, I, I would love this, for this to happen. Brian, you probably would like this too, but I guess we'll see. Somehow, the uh, World Heavyweight Championship match, WWE World Heavyweight Championship match, becomes a fatal four way. Whether Brian loses, and then somebody comes in and puts him back in. Or Triple H loses, and then he pulls executive rank and says, nope, I'm in this match, I don't give a crap. <laughs> Maybe he does that. But that's actually one of my other bold I, I called that but anyway. weeks ago. Oh, la-di-da. Well, I'm doing it in bold-ass prediction segment, so I'm bolder than you are. But anyway, so somehow it becomes a fatal four-way, and at the end, towards the end of the match, it's basically Triple H has beaten the hell out of Brian, and CM Punk... Storms the ring, 
gives a GTS to Triple H, throws Brian on Triple H and wins the title, and it brings the whole Punk not wanting to wrestle Triple H thing full circle. I kind of got a different scenario involving Punk in that match. Well, I you. That, Brian would yes, be- yes, yes, uh, Brian. Go I would, ahead. I would. I mean, I love CM Punk uh, as it is, so I'd love to see him involved and come back and basically pr- prove to me that he's. I don't know because he kind of, I think, kind of let me down a little bit. He's in New Orleans right now. Well, yeah, whatever. So are a lot of people. Well, he was um, in Chicago when they did Chicago Raw, and he wasn't there. I'm just saying he's there now. But I just think I just think that he kind of let me down as a fan, going, you know, yes. that he is the voice of the voiceless, and he is this guy, and he's going to fight for you know who he is and what he is. And then he's kind of got mad and went home. Like I'm just going to go home. Like you can't, yeah. you can't fix something without being involved in it. You know, you can't. Okay. Um, right. Well, I mean, I think he was trying to make a point. I just understand. Being like, no, listen. Like, if you're not gonna listen, then I'm, then I'm gonna, then I'm gonna tell you that I'm not just an empty threat. I will leave. Yes. Yeah. All right. Now, um, now my my scenario I brought up is kind of kind of like yours, Andy. And I'm eager to hear what Brian says. All right. Eager I think beaver. we all agree that CM Punk is a phenomenal heel. Correct. Yeah. I love him as a heel. Okay. So, I think first and foremost. Stone Cold Steve Austin will assist Daniel Bryan somehow in his first match with Triple H. In part two, after Daniel Bryan wins the title at Mania, remember he was an ROH guy, he was an indie guy, we will see CM Punk, but he will come out and kick the shit out of Daniel Bryan and getting that instant heat, making him a heel right there on the spot, as well as um, starting a a feud that we know would be fucking excellent to some very, very high-quality matches. What do you guys think? Uh, I mean, it's hard to argue with something that we have no idea what's going to happen and be like, you're wrong, that can't happen, but that's the whole point of this thing, right, is to make up things and pretend what we would love to see, what we want to see. So, sure, does it sound reasonable? Does it sound like it'd be entertaining? Would I give them my money to watch more of that? Yeah, probably. So... I can't tell you you're well, wrong. I just think, uh, I, I just hope that, personally, like, and again, I know it's all fixed and it's all wrote down um, behind, the, behind the scenes and it's all planned, but I just, I like to see guys, I like to see things happen cleanly, so I would hope to see Daniel Bryan get over clean. Yeah, and it, my kind of add-on to the end of my bold-ass prediction was that the next night the authority would strip the title from him, but that's kind of, like... I don't know. That's that I think one. It's course. Well, I think it has too, and that's why I'm like hesitant to even like keep it as part of that bullish prediction. But I just think it would be a very interesting way to tie in something. And I also, I also think it would be funny because I think WWE could play it off as like, look, you know, you guys think that you are all, you know, geniuses because you. You read your blogs and you read your Twitter and you read your this and that and you know everything that's about to happen and then if you complain about it enough, it'll happen and blah, blah, blah. But we kept this whole thing quiet and, you know, managed to just totally fool you or whatever. You complain, you, you clamored for this, that, and whatever and, you know, it didn't happen, it didn't happen and then we made it happen at WrestleMania. And I think it would be interesting. And also, you know, I think it would be a way for Punk to have a quick little storyline with Triple H like they wanted, but kind of on Punk's terms where he doesn't want to do it at Mania. 
and then eventually leads to a, and I think, Steve, you and I talked about this, I think it would be cool to build up this storyline where Daniel Bryan talks about respect and blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, yeah, And then yeah, yeah. goes, you want to talk about respect? I helped you win that title, and you're not even acknowledging it. And then he turns heel on Daniel Bryan, and then you get your storyline with the two of them going into the summer. That'd be that'd work for me, pushing into SummerSlam money. I in the would bank. love that. I think it'd be fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, so that was my that was my 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 big kind of like over the top, far fetched, out of left field, um, personally prediction. Personally, I hope at the end of this triple threat, fatal four way, whatever it happens to be, that Hulk Hogan comes down. And that Bret Hart then tells him to go into the ring, and he <laughs> gives a leg drop. He gives a leg drop to the champion, and for some reason they give him the championship, just like a throwback to WrestleMania Nine. But but will Hogan have that funky eye thing going on? Well, we only hope so. <laughs> okay. All right. So I guess that takes us down to the next road. Which um, so if this happens or this doesn't happen at Mania. Or the raw after you will be you're you will be happy or mad, um, upset right. about it. Right. Well, we already discussed moment. we already discussed that if Sting thing happens, we're just all gonna pretty much be pissed. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even throw that on my list because we were gonna talk about it before we even got to this point. I was Sting like, That's equals urine. That's what we've decided. <laughs> there you go. Sting um, equals urine. I had um, if the Bray Wyatt John Cena match ends in. Anything other than a clean ending, I'm gonna be pissed. I'm with you, and I could care less if Cena gets over, or you know, I love Bray Wyatt, but if he gets over too, whatever. But if it's if it's not clean, then then it's gay. I, I think I think matches at Mania for the most part they have to end clean. If they don't, it's, I think it just ruins that moment. Well, to me, I look at it as like the end of like I know there's no season to come all end all. There's no season, but this is where. Everything kind of wraps up every storyline, and you can we kind of push the reset button on the video game and get out, you know, you can start, start all over one. again. Yeah. Exactly. Well, it used to be like they would go Mania, and then like short time after they'd go with the uh, the new draft or whatever for the exactly. roster split. Yes. And it was basically like a, you know, starting off the new season. We're we're resetting the rosters and blah blah blah. So so that's I mean know, I think that's a good time to anymore. to wrap it up and you know to to bring home some storylines, right. but. Right, bring home some stuff and then, you know, start some new things. Start some new things. So, you know, and I think the Bray Wyatt and John Cena thing has run its course, and I think it's run its course very, very well. Yeah, they told a great story. Yes, it was, it's, it's been absolutely perfect. I've been saying this for about a month now, um, that that match between Cena and Wyatt will be the best match at Mania come this Sunday. I think it'll be, I think it'll be up there. I'll be interested to see what, what Taker and Lesnar ends up like, but I, dude, that one is going to struggle to keep my attention because I just see it as Taker will make his great entrance, which will be phenomenal. How long do you think that match is going to go? Taker Lesnar shorter yeah. than the entrance. What's that? The match shorter will be shorter than the entrance. Than the entrance. <laughs> I'm going to put the over under at uh, eleven minutes. Uh, I'm going to take the over by a minute and forty five seconds. Yeah, I'd, right. have to, I'd have to push it towards the 15-minute mark. they got to give a good 15, I think, 20 minute match. <laughs> yeah, they should just get... 
This could go like old school WCW Saturday morning. This match is scheduled for a 30 minute time limit. <laughs> 20 minute time and for limit. one fall. <laughs> for one fall and a 20 minute time limit. The uh, WCW Television Championship is on the line. A fight to the death. Um, <laughs> I think I think it's going to be, be between you kind of what you guys said. You know, Andy, you said what? Basically, the 13 minute mark. Brian, you said 15, Pretty so I think it'll be right in between there. Now, if we include the entrance, uh, fucking get me a sundial. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that much fucking time. Oh, flame. So, the other thing that I had on my list was if I see a heel turn at Mania, I'm going to be ecstatic. I think even if I, I saw. I want to see a good heel turn. I think even if I saw a face turn. There you go. I mean, just some type of turn, some type of left field, something on the left field where you go, I didn't see see that coming. I didn't see that at all. Would would Vince McMahon showing his face be unexpected? That would be unexpected, and I would be happy. I'm going to say no, not unexpected, just because of what it is. It's mania. What what about Rock? Eh, fuck the Rock. What about about Stone Cold? Eh. Uh... Whatever. <laughs> Ryan and I must be sharing a brain because we have the exact same reactions to Swig of water. <laughs> I mean, I love his podcast, but, you know, he hasn't been involved. There's not a reason. Right. Exactly. Just I mean, be, if the only reason is the sell a new t shirt. So be it. But if he wants to show up for, for Mania, then eh, okay. I mean, I'm not tuning in to see him. That's one thing I want to ask. I'm glad you said those three words, Andy. What, what you word? Guys, Hall of Fame. What oh. do you guys. Um, think. How do you think the warrior thing will go on? How do you think um, the people? What kind of reception do you think he'll get? Oh, he's gonna I think get. He's gonna, I think it's gonna be standing ovation. It's but the warrior. Exactly. I mean, if he doesn't like, come running down through the aisles though and start like jumping so? around and snorting. Yeah, if he yeah if he just walks out to the front of the stage, stands there, it'll be a little disappointing. So, yeah, I'd like to see him painted. run down tucks and all, go shake some ropes, and uh, take off running. So I have a question on you know to add on to that. Would you rather see like in character warrior or like or see Jim Hellwig? Uh, yeah, like I think they're the I'm same. Getting, I'm dude, getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. Like maybe you'll see some emotion out of him. I want to see warrior that you don't that you don't expect. I want to see uh-huh. a good warrior promo where he's like warriors. We've been trying to get into the Hall of Fame for you. <laughs> and he's got like a, a big like bright yellow like tie on and is like got his armbands on his tux and if his face isn't painted, take away his ring. I want to see him come out with with a like uh like a button down shirt but the sleeves ripped off. Oh and, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, there you go. Like the, with the like the ribbons from the bicycle on his arms. Exactly. But I want to see the middle of his shirt cut out too with the warrior logo in the middle. Why doesn't he wear just the OW the one warrior nation jacket while he's at it too? There you go. His airbrush yeah. long jacket. Yeah, yeah. Or in, in the ball cap, he wore a ball cap one time when he was having a, a comic book come out when he's feuding with Jerry Lawler. Yeah, that was pretty bad. <laughs> it was fucking so, I'd actually, I, I wouldn't mind if he, you know, if he came out as emotional, like real, like person, Jim Helwig. I would almost like to see. All right, fine. But I'm not gonna be upset either way. I'll do I it. Guess. I'll do it this way. He comes out. He comes he out, and he's just Jim worlds. Helwig. And then he starts and then to he be ends like. It. They start chanting "Warrior," and he's like, "You're bringing me back." You know, and he goes <laughs> in like that snort thing, and he gets yeah, all I excited. You know what? I could go with that as well, you know. Where he's like, he turns If it doesn't happen, I'm not going to hate it, but I yeah. could see it. Yeah. Kind of I cool. still think Hogan should induct him. 
Who is in, do we know who's inducting Linda him? McMahon. Linda McMahon. Linda oh, McMahon. She, like, drew the that. short straw for some reason. They're like, ah, Linda can do it. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck it. She'll lay on this grenade for the team. <laughs> yeah. You got the they, senator. They, they probably sat back then. They were like, well, if we're going to induct him, we should probably make it so that one of the, somebody with a name McMahon and inducts him. So, you know, uh, he, he thinks that we actually want to do this. I, Andy, I have to ask you a question. Sure. Um, who do you think is going to win the arm bar? Uh, well, <laughs> I actually had because you know we ended up uh, we ended the uh, bold ass prediction thing. Yeah. Um. So, <clears throat> who I think is going to win? I think Big Show is going to win. Okay. Even though like they built this up to where it almost seems like they built it up so much that he shouldn't win. Yeah. I think he's going to win, but. Two things. Number one, I think that RVD, Chris Jericho, or Hulk Hogan is going to fill at least one of the final three spots that haven't been filled. That's a bold-ass that's, prediction. That's a bold-ass that, prediction. That's fucking bold, and if that happens, RVD better win that motherfucker. Okay, so that was my first. Um, and the second is more out-of-left-field bold-ass prediction is... Pete Rose wins it? That... <laughs> <laughs> no, the the, the 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 San Diego Chicken would win it. No, I'm just kidding. The gobbly gooker. Him and Bastion Booger. Dude, they should have a match between the gobbly gooker and the San Diego Chicken. Oh, that's, that's brilliant. That's quality. Somebody write that down. Uh, I'm tweeting stuff right now. Yeah, why don't you do that? <laughs> um, the other one was that that the NXT <laughs> the NXT guy Alexander Rusev or whatever who was uh. in the Rumble. At Royal Rumble, would fill one of those would replace Christian and win it. Win it. Yep. Bold ass prediction. I'm telling you. That is but bold. If you're What's asking me, Alexander Rusev or something, huh. Yuri Yuri Butsaya. Oh, butt slave. <laughs> <laughs> Inside joke. Uh, anyway, so um, yeah. So if you're asking me just straight up, who do I think is going to win? I think it's Big Show. Big show, okay. Straight Brian, you, said, Brian, you picked uh, um, K-Quick, didn't you? The Miz. <laughs> no, he picked The Miz. Don't you, don't you listen when he talks. And then I had, what, Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Uh, dude, I like that prediction of Jericho and RVD. I could, I could see it happening. Why that not? Would be, I mean, it would be kind of cool. They haven't announced these guys yet. Or Jericho. is apparently out with a concussion, from what I understand. He has yeah. another one. What's Sabu doing? No, yeah, what's Sabu doing? He could fill a spot. Throw the Sandman in. The sand? Oh man, <laughs> the Sandman came in there. Post his bail and get him out. Oh, I'd, I'd fucking rub one out right there in the spot. <laughs> oh come on! And we're, we're, on that note, he, yeah, I was gonna say I'm glad we're not watching Mania together. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> we're not. Well, not. Not in the same place. Oh okay. So anyway, anybody else got any, if this happens or doesn't happen, maybe I'm going to be happy or pissed? If the title doesn't change hands, I'll be pissed. Yes, the and title I don't has, ca- yes. So yeah, well, I don't care to who. At, at really, at this point, if the title doesn't change hands, I'll be pissed. If Randy I, Orton can somebody tell me the champ- last pay-per-view that took place where there was a change of title? The one in Detroit. Because I want to say it's been at least three. Yeah, it's been, it's, uh, And to yeah. me, that's stupid. Yeah. yeah, it's been three five, three to five months. Yeah, you're right. It's been a while, and it needs to happen. Like, that used to be the thing. Like That's what pay-per-views titles are for. Don't, titles, don't, titles don't change hands on at house shows unless, you know, an injury took place or something. And then titles don't really change hands on the shows, except for maybe every once in a while. 
but they're going to change. The, the likelihood of them changing is higher at yes. pay-per-views. So yes. If it doesn't happen, it I could care less, even though as much as Batista bugs the shit out of me. I th- if I give it to him, fine. Jeez, just get something new in there. I'm sick of Randy Orton walking around like wearing his t-shirt and panties like a 13-year-old girl getting ready to go to bed. <laughs> um, I, I think I think Daniel Bryan will get his WrestleMania moment. They're going to cash in on that sh- uh, ticket while they can. Um, but yes, the title has to change hand. Uh, per- I personally would like to see um, the Intercontinental title go to someone else, but I mean, I'd like to see them all get mixed up. I'm with you on that. I mean, I, then, I guess the tag champion. There's not another tag team out there besides the Usos, really. Well, Team Road Scholars. Yeah, well. That's Andy's favorite team named Team Road Scholars. Any team that's called Team Something sucks. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. Team <laughs> Legion of Doom. <laughs> so team team it, Powers of Pain. Why don't they take it to team? the NBA? Team NBA Heat, like or Team <laughs> Miami Heat. Uh, team Tigers. <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck out of here. Wow. Um, team the Heart Foundation. <laughs> like, what? Oh, man. Anyway, so my, my, my last question, because we've been talking for a long time, long time, and I think we probably need to wrap this up, but my last question is, is there any chance in your mind that you think that Batista emerges as champion? Yes. That he emerges as champion? Yes. What are you, what are you, putting, what are you putting the percentage at? Uh, 17. Really? I put. Well, I, I, would, huh? I would hope it was really low. Like I said, I'm hoping for a title change, but I hope it's very low on the list of possibilities to who the hell that's going to get it. Hunter, Hunter getting the belt makes zero sense. Well, if Batista makes any more all. sense? Um, bro- Unless say, he puts it in the best for business. Yeah, fuck that shit. <laughs> I Daniel would like to see Bryan it. Fine, if Triple H wins it, I would hope he would do. He would win it and then vacate it and make a tournament for it. Ooh, yeah, that another be, one. That would be cool. We like, could bring that Gilberg. Yeah. That would be kind of cool, but the thing that I think would be more likely to happen out of that would be that he would win it, and then like Vince would come in the next night, pull executive rank, and be like, no, you, you, meaning Daniel Bryan, yeah. one-on-one, for the title, on Raw, tonight, and then, you know, you make Raw after Mania, like kind of what it was last year. But the problem with that is that then you create this idea that, well, why would I want to watch WrestleMania when I know that the title's not going to change hands until the next night? You yep. know what I mean? Why, why, buy the, why, was it, why buy the cow and I get the milk for free? So, yeah, why? I guess, yeah, sure. Yeah, that doesn't, yeah, that... So, uh, quick question for you, Brian. Yes. Would you... Which would you rather have a title change in which the title went to Batista or no title change at all? You. Wow, talk about a rock and a hard place. (laughs) Um, I think I'd rather just see a title change because at least the story could change up somewhat. Even if Batista got it. Well, I mean, let's be honest. We all know Batista's not going to last. He's he's only a short-term contract. Correct. So you know he's not going to hold it. He's not going to run with it for like two years. He's going to run with it for like three or four months, and then he's going to drop it, and he's going to go back to making shitty movies. Yes. So it yeah. is what it is. I'd rather see a title change, I guess. Yeah, It would shake things up and give us give us something fresh and new to bitch about. Yeah. If I got a gun to my head, I'm taking Batista as champion, and we'll deal with it from there. Yeah. yeah. It just like right. it's something fresh to bitch about, and um, just a change. There we go. All right. 
That's Any, all I got. I'm pretty right. much I'm pretty much tapped out. Yeah, we've Brian, been like, now we've been ranting for about an hour twenty now. Yeah. Well, then I guess that's just going to just about do it for this week's episode of the BS Wrestling Report, brought to you by Jesse Lambert of Archangel Studios. Be sure to check him out on Twitter at Archangel Photo and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Archangel Studio. I want to take a minute to thank the Executive Vice President of Podcast Relations, Andy, for uh, joining us this evening. And don't forget, next week, we have a packed show as we talk about all things WrestleMania and Monday Night Raw with WrestleZones.com social media ambassador Matt Beaver. There is certain to be some pretty awesome conversation. As always, we encourage you to follow us on Twitter at BSW Report. Even throw out a question or two if you'd like us to discuss it on air. Until next week, this has been the BS Wrestling Report. Everybody enjoy uh, WrestleMania. We out. Cut it. I knew you were going to say it, you piece of shit. <laughs> oh, that was really fun, guys. Service One more for the good guys.